welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me, as always, is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. I'm very good. Very good. I kind of went off the rails last time, so I'm keeping it pretty mellow this time. <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about The Bride Test by Helen Huang in today's mini-episode. But first, mom, would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Both are very important to you. They are. <laughs> oh, that's a hard question. Um, well, now with audiobooks, I suppose. Yeah, I could listen to books. But I couldn't tell my kids what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess like... It's like a Little Mermaid thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess like on an everyday basis... Speaking is more important to me than, but reading is also a big part of reading who is, I am. Reading is fundamental. Reading is fundamental. That's hard. I would, I think I would go with picking the ability to read over the ability to speak. To lose the ability to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could get someone, you could pay someone to read books to you. <laughs> like a little pull cabana boy. Yeah. <laughs> You could, it's like having an audiobook where we like those sexy voices. You could pick like the perfect sexy guy yeah. to read each book to you. Yeah, there's, but you could find a good one for this book too. There's oh. ways around reading a book. Yes, and there's not as many ways around expressing yourself through speaking. Yes. I don't know. I use hand gestures pretty well and frequently, but it's true. You know, it doesn't always get across every message. It's true. Okay, I'm glad we agree. Well, and we couldn't do this. Yeah, so. it's true. We You wouldn't be able to hear our dulcet tones. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Over your <laughs> headphones or car stereo, however you listen to us. Um, okay, so let's just get right into it, because I've got a lot to say. Oh, I got a lot of feels, too, so. We'll not, we'll say whether, we'll, we'll keep to ourselves for now, whether they're, Shall we? <laughs> they're good or bad. Um, so today we are going to be talking about The Bride Test by Helen Huang. This is the second book in her Kiss Quotient series and obviously the follow-up to her wildly successful debut novel, The Kiss Quotient. Um, the hero in that book, uh, Michael, was our book boyfriend of the year last year. Yeah, he was. So, you know, some, some uh, big shoes to fill with this book. So here's the description that I wrote. Um, Kai's autism has led him to believe he is not capable of love, avoiding any entanglements that might lead to the other party falling in love and being disappointed when he can't return that emotion. But Kai's mom knows better. He just needs a little nudge in the right direction, which is why she returns to Vietnam to find a suitable girl to give him said nudge. There she finds Esme Tran, a humble mixed-race a country girl who has been cleaning hotels to support her daughter. When presented with the opportunity to go to America and make a better life for her family, she knows she must take it, even if it means seducing a man who may be who may seem unseducible. But Esme's unrelenting charm attack begins to take effect on Kai, and he must question whether these new feelings are that all too emo- elusive emotion called love. Mm. There you go. So, mom. What did you think? We'll now review uh, reveal our, our feelings. Our feelings on this book? What did you think of The Bride Test? Okay, here's what I think. I think Helen Huang can write the crap out of a book. <laughs> yeah. I loved this book. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we were together when we were both reading it, yeah. and we were both crying multiple times. Yeah, yes, yes. 
So I That's, loved this I book. was I was ahead of mom for like the first time in a long time. Yeah. And I kept crying and the thing is is I'm not great at not making noises and revealing my emotions while I'm reading. You book. are. You're like a lot of these people who are having sex in our books. <laughs> you can't do it quietly. I'm like a porn star reader. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Needless to say, both both of us had pretty strong emotions while reading this book. Yes. Yes. And as I think a lot of you did, based on reactions that we also got from this book. So, Mom, what did you think of Esme as our heroine? Oh, my gosh. I loved Esme. Um, I loved... I mean, she would get... She had self-doubt, and she would have... But then she'd pull herself up by her bootstraps and just say, nope, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for this. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah, because poor thing. She really did get, like, pushed down a lot, you know. And she talked about always feeling rejected, you know, by her father that she had never met, by Kai, by, you know, her baby's father. And, you know, never feeling good enough. Yeah, and then when she doesn't get accepted into college, you know, doesn't get the scholarship she wanted for college. Yeah, that was so sad. It was, um, I mean, bless her heart, she just kept getting knocked down. Yeah, with that scholarship, though, you know, like, I think the, the Hollywood ending would be she got it, but I, I liked that she didn't, and, you know, she did get knocked down a little bit, and but she still, you know, she ends up at Stanford and... yeah. Yeah, I just like the, the way she just, it. you know, she, because, I mean, all of us have been through that in our lives where, you know, things happen not the way you expect, the way we want them to, but, you know, that whole, okay, that didn't work, so I'm going to go for plan B, and I'm going to make that work, and she was just, I loved the way she just kept plugging along. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I really, I loved her. Um, I really liked her quirky nature, you know. At one point, I asked mom where she was in the book, and she's like, she's out in her underwear chopping down a tree with, <laughs> with, a, cleaver. with a kitchen knife <laughs> um, and just stuff like that. I just thought was really sweet um, and really funny about her. And I I don't know, especially not that in a contemporary setting, I haven't read a book, I don't think, with an immigrant hero or heroine. It was, well... I mean, Michael, I guess, from Kiss Potion. Was he? Well, he was. He was he, second no, generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, I really liked the fact that he never really explained a lot about himself, and then even when he did, she didn't really understand it. Yeah. And but still, she just began to understand him. And didn't think of it as a defect or didn't think of it as something wrong with him. It's just yeah. his quirky ways. And yeah. um, the cute part was when, you know, they were walking into the restaurant and she said, you know, if you put your hand on the small of my back, then I don't have to touch you. You yeah. know, and so then that became his thing. And, yeah. and it was awkward for him at spot. first. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, well, and like she, even people would try to tell her like, oh, yeah, he has autism and she would be like people keep saying this word i don't know this word that is (laughs) um yeah and she always just chalked it up to he's got this intensity about him right um and i really liked when she was in the bathroom overhearing the conversation the girls were talking smack about her mm -hmm. and you know oh she's just gold digger and she just 
wants, you know, his money and yada, 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 and, you know, wants a green card. And, and then, um, and she was fine with all that. She took all that. That was, but as soon as they started saying smack about Kai, she just burst out and she's like, he's a sweetie. Yeah. You guys have got to stop it. Yeah. And, um, she's like, she even says like, you can say what you want about me, but he, you know, he's your family. You yeah. shouldn't be talking about your family that way. There was just a lot of little things about her that I was just like, oh my gosh, she's so amazing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, I thought she was great. Yeah. The one thing I wish with her, and I know that you kind of feel the same because you mentioned something about it, is I wish that she had told him about her daughter earlier. Yeah. But, but maybe, I mean... Maybe. I think that that was more bad advice from her mother. I think she was trying to, yeah, you know, make her mother happy. But, um, yeah, I wish that she had told him sooner about that. But, you know, it all worked out. But I do end. like in the end when, um, you know... Quan's like, yeah, I love kids. She's like, does Kai love kids? And he thinks about it. He's like, he'll love your kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was and, also cute. Yeah. Um, okay, so what did you think about the depiction of Esme? My, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I, well, I was Esme was her American, her American name, name, but then she went back. My, I guess is how you say her. Yeah, I think Vietnamese that's, name. Yeah. Um, So what did you think of the depiction of her immigrant experience? Um, I thought it was... Yeah, we kind of already talked about it. Right. But I thought, um, because I've I've never read an immigrant experience to that extent, and you will probably bring this up later, and I'm probably stepping over something you're going to say, but the um, author's note at the end of the book... Oh, we can talk about that now. Um, Yeah, I I bawled. Yeah. Yeah, I I teared up on that one, too. Uh. Um, But... You know, where she's describing her mom's experience and yeah. how writing this book helped her kind of understand, understand her mom, mom better. And, um, yeah, that was that was amazing. And yeah. yeah, and I just, I I love, we kind of talked about this already, but just the depiction of, I don't know, her work ethic and just how she just kept plugging along. And I think that's pretty authentic to, you know... It was a little heartbreaking how she kept thinking she wasn't good enough. Yeah. And so whenever he would reject her, she always thought it was because she wasn't good enough. But really, yeah. that had nothing to do with it. But, um, you know, she kind of had this image of herself as this poor, you know, uh, toilet cleaner. <laughs> yeah. And um, country girl. And everyone else was so fancy. And, and She was always wanting to be Esme the accountant. Esme the accountant. Um. I don't know. It was it, that was a little heartbreaking for me. Yeah, and that whole self. Well, especially she's got, she's coming from sleeping on like a pallet on the ground on a dirt floor with you know in a one bedroom one room house in a one room house with her mom, grandmother, and daughter, and then she comes where there's this fairly six very successful family who's all in designer clothing, and you know, I mean, you would feel inferior in some way and um but yeah I just I loved her resilience and her stick to itedness pluck yeah her pluck for sure um I also really loved that because I've 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 learned a couple different languages in my time and I really loved how when she was obviously speaking Vietnamese um her sentence structure was always 
a little different or she always used kind of turns of phrases that are a little different because that's very authentic, I think, to translating, you know, yeah, a different stuff. language into English or vice versa. And I really liked that. Um, and and even her English sentences would be a little awkward. But, yeah. you know, that's a second language learner thing. Yeah. So. And I, you know, it was never to the extent where I was like, what is being said? But um, it just kind of gave it a different flavor, I thought, yeah. throughout. And I really liked that. Um, okay. So what did you think of Kai as our hero? Oh, my gosh. I love Kai. He was definitely kind of broken. Oh. And that whole, you can't even say that his whole journey was, uh, you know, learning to love because his whole journey was understanding that he already loved. Yeah. And, um, well, just understanding that he has always had emotions. Yeah. Like, he thinks he's completely emotionless. Like, he can't be sad. He can't be happy. He can't feel love he can't do any of this and so recognizing that he actually has been sad about his cousin dying right he actually is happy you know when he's with Esme or his family you know he loves his family and he loves her and just him coming to recognize that he has that within himself was a really sweet and moving like arc. Well, I was already, you know, pretty impressed with how he dealt with, you know, things. Like when he was explaining to her how to cut his hair. Yeah. I mean, that was adorable. Yeah. And um are we going to talk about the first sex? Um we can talk about it now if you want. I loved that part. Bad sex in a romance novel? <laughs> really, it never happens. Usually even when they're virgins, like our sweet little Kai, even when they're virgins, they like hit it out of the park the first time. And yeah. and um, for him to like do it completely wrong and then have to go and talk to Quan and Quan calls Michael about it and they're talking about orgasms and it was just... I love that whole conversation. I just love... Um... You know, Quan trying to figure out like where he went wrong, and he's like, he's like, did she orgasm? And he's like, uh, what are the symptoms? What of are an the orgasm? symptoms of an orgasm? He's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> and, and then he's like, well, and then I immediately went into the shower. He's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> no. But he, in, in in Kai's mind, he was doing it all right. He, yeah, he had good reasoning and logic and like, for the. I didn't want to get my sweat on her. And, and they never taught him in fifth grade health about <laughs> orgasms, about the clitoris. And <laughs> yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah, um, I kept saying when I was reading it to Mama, I was like, "He's just like a little baby horse learning to walk. He's just like this learning little baby horse learning to feel." And he just, like, so many times in this book, just broke my heart. Just because, and he's very obviously, you know, in his inner dialogue, he's very obviously feeling things and very obviously, like, having emotions and feelings towards her. But he doesn't recognize them as such and he doesn't express them in a way that she needs. And it's just so hard to read sometimes. The part that killed me, that I cried the most in, is um, 
when they're at the wedding and she first meets Quan and, you know, her and Quan are kind of hitting it off and he comes, Quan goes to Kai and he says, do you care if I... Because Kai said, uh, you know, it's not going to work. Yeah, and, and so he's like, well, do you care if I make a move? And he's like, no, I don't <laughs> care. But he's just having like, yes, I do. It's, it's breaking them apart. Yeah, and then she comes to Kai and is just like, do you care if I dance? Do you want me to go dance with Kwan? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, oh, I was just like crying because I was like, oh my gosh. Like they just need to get this I, I cried at that part. Yeah. And it's not that the situation would make me cry. It's hearing his yes. thoughts during the situation. You're like, yeah. oh my god, And knowing also, because I think that part is from his POV, but knowing also her, her POV yeah. is just like she's just wrecked because she really likes him and he kind of keeps ditching her yeah. but he kind of keeps ditching her because he thinks she wants to stay and dance and eat and but really she just wants to be with him yeah um the other one time i cried is uh when he's apologizing for the bad sex and just because, gosh, you can just tell he's wrecked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, there's just, there was, yeah, there was a lot of moments like that where little baby horse learning I know. to walk. But the thing is, and this is probably to her writing, I mean, credit, you know, credit, yeah. yeah, is um, he just never, it's never like, oh, I screwed up, I broke this all apart. It's, you know, it's never that kind of gushing, it's. Okay, I did this wrong. Now I need to do it right and fix it. And yeah. and it's I mean, he's got the same pluck she has that he's got to deal with this and he and you know, yeah, the whole I love her thing kind of took him a while to get over, but mm-hmm. there were so many situations where he's like, "Okay, I did that wrong. I need to fix that." And he yeah. just would and he would figure he'd go get a book or he would go talk to someone and he would figure out what yeah. he did wrong and then go fix it. I mean, he was he was aware enough to if she started crying he realized that there was something wrong. Right. And and he would okay, what why why is she crying and she, if she didn't tell him, he had to go find out. Yeah. And it was uh so good. Yeah. Um I wrote down this line, you kissed a woman if you wanted to date her and have a relationship, if you wanted to love and be loved in return, if you could love. If you you if you kissed a woman when you couldn't deliver on the rest, you were an asshole. It was better to jack off in the shower. <laughs> But I, I mean, that was his whole, that's why he dragged his feet so much is because he's like, other people have emotions. And if she falls in love with me, I'm going to feel bad, maybe not feel bad because he thinks he can't. That I can't return it. Yeah. It's, I, I don't want to hurt her by not being able to return that emotion. And so that was always his hang up. And that was always why, and even, you know, when she tells him that she loves him. He, she's like, you do you love me? And he's like, no. <laughs> he didn't sugarcoat it at no. all. He's just like, no, I no, don't. I, don't. I <laughs> never will. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even say like, I can't feel that emotion. He's just like, nope, I don't, and I won't. Sorry. And it's just like, ah, oh, express yourself better. Explain please. it a little more. <laughs> yeah, it was killing me. Um, and and, and then, then he couldn't figure out why because he proposed marriage. I mean, he, yeah. he proposed marriage to her, and he's like, I, I want to marry you. And, and she's like, well, do you love me? And he's like, no, I, I'll never love you. <laughs> and then he goes to Quan and says, what was wrong? I proposed marriage. And he's like, like, oh, my gosh. Well, it's like, I proposed marriage. I told her that we could get her a green card, and then we could divorce in three years. And he's like, 
No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were killing me. Um, but and I wrote down this line when she's crying at one point. He says she was supposed to be happy for the both of them because he didn't know how. <laughs> um, and then this one. In a split second, she redefined perfection for him. His standards aligned to her exact proportions and measurements. No one else would li- ever live up to her. Because he kept talking about her like she's his addiction. And he just needed to, at some point, get over her. But he's like, but we can be married for three years. You used my quote. I hate you. Oh, sorry. Um, you know, and it's just like, she's just my addiction. I, I'll just... You know, I'll get my fix for three years, and then, you know, I'll send her on her way, and she can go fall in love. And... Well, he doesn't understand that that's what love is. Everything he was thinking... Yeah. That's what love is. Yeah. Um, Here, let's talk about this now. He did come around to it, though. Since you just brought that up. In case anyone's worried. Um, How much do you think Kai's autism really affected his ability to love? Listener Amber wrote in and she said, My only issue was with Esme forcing the I love you. I personally don't put as much stock into words as I do in actions. And it frustrated me that she wasn't happy enough with his actions. She had to have the words. But I also understand this was because of doubt on her part and the character development we needed from Kai. So in the interest of creating conflict to drive the story, I get it. But come on, girl. When a guy does all the things Kai did, he loves you. What, well, do you, what do you think about that? I think that was mostly because Esme didn't understand his autism. Yeah. I think a lot of that was because she didn't quite understand where he was yet. Yeah. But, um, and uh, I think she under she knew he loved her, especially towards, you know. The, but that's why it was frustrating to her that he wouldn't say, say it. it. And um, I think she realized that he needed to break through that barrier before things could be right with them because he still wasn't yeah I'll marry you but we'll just divorce and you know she didn't want to walk into that kind of situation especially with a daughter and everything yeah yeah and you know she says like I didn't want to set the wrong example for my daughter by just marrying a guy because he was going to get me a green card and then divorce him in three years you know and she she brought up that a few times yeah um yeah, I, th- I have to say I kind of agree with Amber because I also was like, come on, he so obviously loves you. Like, duh. But I also get where she's coming. And like we've talked about, she she feels a little insecure. And I think she she's also like, she's a sweet girl. You know, she's young and, you know, those kinds of right. things. I think as a more cynical, hardened adult, I can say like, well, and but you have to look back at the way he phrased everything. When yeah. I mean, we already talked about how she said, uh, you know, he you asked her to marry, and she said, "I love you. Do you love me?" And he's like, "No, no. I don't. And I never will." I mean, you can't take that lightly. Yeah, yeah. And it would just, and it would just kill you to like put yourself out there like that and be and rejected. get that kind of rejection. Yeah, rejection. I mean, just like cold-hearted that. rejection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so mom, what kind of parent would manage their child's love life like this? I don't know. I thought it was ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like Kai's mother, if you have a child who needs a little nudge, (laughs) then I think that it's perfectly proper for a mother. Okay. First of all, I'm not as bad as his mother was. But first of all, yes, you are. Oh, shush you. (laughs) 
<laughs> you you would be though, like if I let you. Um, would I go to another country and bring you back a yes <laughs> mail order bride? You probably would <laughs> husband mail order groom. I might. Yeah. Um, the other one that you kind of remind me of was her mom. Uh, at one point, I wrote down this line. Oh, gosh. Her mom says, can you unscrew one of the legs off the couch and say it broke? Why would I do that? So you can sleep with him, daughter of mine. <laughs> and that just seemed like a, something um, you would say. Okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, don't make me start, like, pulling up quotes from you. But mostly when I say that kind of stuff, I'm joking, sort of, kind of, almost. Sort of, kind of. Not really. Not really. Let's be honest. Well, and I have literally said to you, if you were 16, I would handle this a lot differently than now that you're 31. And I just like, whatever, you go do whatever. You go do you. <laughs> I'm not going to put any, you know, restrictions on anything. For we're- those of you who are not as familiar, mom has had a hand in recent romantic... In Ellen's love life. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. We can just leave it at that, right? Yeah. I have had a hand. I helped... I helped... Orchestrate? Orchestrate it. Yes. Because it wouldn't have happened. The problem is that she still wants to be orchestrating I don't... I backed off. Come on. Cut me some slack. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, Let's talk about sex, baby. Mm -hmm. We kind of already talked about what I was going to talk about with the sex scene. But that conversation between Kai, Kwan, and Michael was freaking hilarious. It was freaking hilarious. And I loved how it brought Michael into it, because we all know Michael was a male prostitute, so yay for Michael. (laughs) And um, I loved how it brought Michael into the story, and I love how Kwan's sitting there explaining everything to him, and Michael's like, yeah, everything he just said. (laughs) What what he said. (laughs) Yeah, that whole conversation was hilarious, and just his total lack of, like, understanding but as soon as you know he read his books and stuff yeah he was on that gung-ho and literally on that yeah good for him um i feel like those books need that should be handed out in fifth grade in fifth grade maybe well, not maybe fifth, fifth grade, grade. <laughs> we'll get him out in high school um but this one was definitely a little bit tamer than kiss quotient i would agree with it was that fairly mom friendly yeah, it was fairly mom friendly yeah um but it was still, it, it was still good. And they still had sex a lot. I mean, we didn't see all of it. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, they did. were doing it on every surface. They were doing it a lot. Um, speaking of the surfaces of his home. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know what you're going to say. I do, but go ahead. <laughs> um, I loved how she had no idea he was rich. Yeah, through the whole book, and it never even came up in the epilogue, <laughs> yeah. except that she went to Stanford, and that's like, okay, so he must have helped pay for Stanford. She, she might still not know that he has a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he was, like, crazy rich. Yeah. and he, But he lived in a dump house. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't understand why they keep talking about his money. Yeah, He's why would like, I go for his money? He lives in a dive. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> um, okay. So, Mom, what was your swooniest moment? Okay, you kind of already trampled on my swooniest moment. Sorry. There were so many swoony moments. I mean, like, the whole book was just... Yeah. Every a time... Fest. Yeah, I mean, when he ran to help her when she hurt her ankle. Yeah. I mean, there were just all kinds of things that he did that I was just like, oh, Kai, you yeah. precious little angel baby. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to reread my line because it's what I highlighted, and you 
stole it for me. Okay. But I loved this description. Yeah. And I've never heard it put this way before in a romance book. But when he when they're go- starting to have sex for the first time and he sees her naked for the first time. Okay. And he and he says in a split second, she redefined perfection for him. His standards aligned to her exact proportions and measurements. No one else would ever live up to her. Yeah. And I loved how even before he, even before he, like, recognized that he was in love with her, he was like, no, she's it for me. Like, she's the only one that I will ever, like, And he probably figured want. that that's the way it was going to go. That, that... I mean, he was obviously a virgin when they had sex with her. Yeah, time. we didn't talk about that. I know. Virgin hero I, alert. I love that trope. But, um, yeah, but I love the fact that he was terrible at it the first time. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. And um, because he just had a textbook knowledge of what was going on, and that was yeah. all he had. But um, And not even good textbooks. And I think he really was, um, you know, and, and obviously he had self-pleasured himself many times Mm -hmm. and I think he figured that okay so I have sex with her and then I will never want to have sex with anyone else again and just go back to the self-pleasuring I mean I think he even says that at one time I'll just jack off from now on yeah and it's like she's it for me that's fine and whether she stays or leaves like I I, that's it she's going to be the only one I ever want yeah yeah and um, I don't know and I, I loved when you know she leaves him and Quan goes over and he's like pointing out all these things about he's like no I'm sick with the flu and he's like no you're not <laughs> he's like hey did you, you got- ever get that flu <laughs> yeah how was that did you ever get that temperature yeah um <laughs> no the thing I loved about that is that her glass of water that was sitting on the yeah. table and he just left it there the whole time until the water evaporated <laughs> out of and it I, I love when Quan's like is that her glass oh my gosh that's so cute <laughs> Oh. Yeah, they were really cute. Um, so, my, I mean, the the moment that I got the most feels was definitely what I mentioned earlier when Quan is, I think, at that point, Quan is, like, deliberately trying to make him jealous, right? Well, I think he's just, yeah, yeah. He's, I think he's trying to push him to understand himself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because even, what is the, that's how it ends, too. Yeah. I mean, that's. And I, I did love how Quan's like, do you want to try and get him back? Okay, but you might end up married to me at the end of it. <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> well, and it was interesting that she was willing to marry Quan when she didn't love Quan and he didn't love her, and she yeah. was willing to go into that relationship, but she didn't want to marry Kai. But I think it's what I, I think it's what we talked about earlier. It's it's that thing of it's one thing to enter a loveless marriage where you know, you go into it just recognizing, like, eh, we're okay. never going to feel that way about each other. We'll friends. It's a, a marriage of convenience. But this, if she had married Kai, it would have been, I love him, but he has straight up told me he doesn't love me. Well, and, and she even different. said, she said, having sex with him, knowing that I was making love and he was just having sex. Yeah. That would be heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, so I think that's my sweetest moment. But also, let's talk about the end. When it was a good end, yeah, he has this whole revelation because his cousin died and they were very close, and he blames himself for because his cousin was on his way to see him, yeah, for why his cousin died. And he's never kind of been able to come to grips with it, yeah, come to terms with the fact that he was actually sad about that. And, um, 
I don't know. And so just that whole revelation of of him recognizing that he was sad about that. And it's like, okay, I can feel yeah, emotions. Feel. And then when he's riding his the motorcycle on the way to try and stop the wedding, and he's just like, I love her. I love Esme. And he recognizes... Well, like, I love that he just figured out first, I love. Yeah. He just, it, because it wasn't the first thing he didn't say was, I love Esme. It was, I love. I mm-hmm. love, I love, I love. And yeah. he began to realize that he did... There were people in his life that he loved. Yeah. And then he was able to realize that he loved her. And yeah, then it was all over from there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just love, I just love that moment with them. And, like, his whole speech to her at the end was really sweet. And, yeah, just, like, the arc for both of them was just so well done. And I think that, you know, it's rare where you get this kind of character development for both the hero and heroine in a romance novel. And so I think just... Bravo! Well, and I think, well, and it's probably because um, of her personal background, Helen Wands, but I love that as we're getting to know Esme, it's not a caricature of an immigrant to the United States. Never. And it's very much, um, you know, she pretty much assimilates pretty well and and it's not you know it was just really so well written and so well developed and I just thought it was really really well done is this her second book yeah gosh dang you go girl because (laughs) holy crap we've loved both of them yeah yeah because just like I mean you know as a middle class white girl I'm not wholly familiar with the the immigrant experience but I think what I yeah it's kind of like what I loved about her was she just felt like another normal girl right. and the and I think that I don't know like when I traveled it really like I was like I just can't believe how many people there are <laughs> in the world and there's people living their everyday life in this other country just like Completely I do. different from ours. Yeah, and it's just... it. I know that sounds dumb that it took me being in a different country to realize that, but just to kind of think outside myself a little bit. And I, I think that's what I really liked about her and her character was just that, yeah, she's just a normal girl feeling emotions. And she wants the same stuff we all want. Yeah, and, and just... But I just... It was just really well written and didn't... I don't know. I, it, I really enjoyed the story. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was placating anything or not trying to make any kind of agenda or anything. It was just a great, sweet story. Yeah. Yeah. Really well done across the board. I just, I loved, yeah, I loved it all the way across the board. Um, okay. Let's read what some other people think. Um, I had, so we got so many comments (laughs) on this one that I couldn't insert all of them, but I tried to, to pick out some. Um, Ashley said, I just finished this weekend and I absolutely loved it. I felt so proud of the character development that both mains went through the story and it got me super emotional. Also, she was dealing with some tough issues throughout and I thought she dealt with them with such sensitivity and wisdom. Again, I felt like they both had some tough obstacles to overcome in this book and Helen really opened them up and showed their strength as characters. I really, really adored this one. Well, if you think about it, your two main characters 
One's an immigrant, literally fresh off the boat from Vietnam, mm-hmm. and the next, the other one has autism, and that. Yeah. So there's two huge obstacles to to weave into your character development yeah. besides the whole romance thing. Yeah, and so it's just so well written and so well done. Yeah. Um, Jennifer says it gave me all the feels. I liked it more than the kiss quotient. Interesting. What? Where do you think this falls for you in comparison? Oh, it's hard to compare. I I loved them both. I think this one definitely like made me feel more. This one, yeah, I would I would say that I definitely probably cried more during this one than yeah. I did during the other one. Anyway, Jennifer says I liked it more than the kiss quotient, which is surprising since most authors most authors that I find most authors, jeez <laughs> Louise, that I find refreshing don't tend to hold up. Uh, well for me when they release the next book. I chalk it up to a bar being set so high by the first book. That's not the case here. I really enjoyed it with only a couple things that stood out. Kai was always bothered by the fact that Esme tried to speak English to everyone but him. I would have liked a scene where she explained why that was. I would agree with that. I kept thinking that that was going to come up. Um, I think it's because that last scene where he tells her that he loves her in Vietnamese, because he, he never spoke Vietnamese. Yeah. Um, I think that that just kind of showed... Their compromise yeah, in there. Yeah. They're, yeah. I, I think that her speaking Vietnamese to him all the time, and, and he obviously spoke to her in English. Did he? I, I'm thinking so. I always thought he was speaking Vietnamese to her. I always thought because he didn't... I don't know. Either way. Okay. Either way. But the fact that he told her that he loved her in Vietnamese, I think that was a huge deal. Yeah, okay. Um, Jennifer continues, Also, I really wanted a scene where Esme interacted with the neighbor that Kai thought hated him. I would have liked to have met her. That would have been funny if they all the neighbors liked her because <laughs> she was cleaning, cleaning up, up his house. <laughs> um, Kristen says, I read it last week and I devoured it in one afternoon. I basically did as well. I know they're part of the same series and comparison is inevitable in some ways, but I can't say I loved one or the other better. I love them both for different reasons. I will say that this one had me bursting out in laughter at one point and there were a few times I genuinely teared up. Oh boy, yeah. Um, she said, my husband looked at me like I was crazy, lol. My my hus- car- if my husband looked at me like I was crazy every time I cry in a book... He, he wouldn't look at me any other way. Yeah. The character growth and development of both the hero and heroine were beautifully done. I got invested pretty much from the start. And as a side note, I fell in love with Quan even more and I cannot wait for his book. I also want to note that I think it's important to read the author's note at the end. After reading it, I felt even more emotionally attached to these characters. I would agree with that. I would agree with that too. The author's note was... Yeah. If you haven't read it, go back and read it. That You know, it's interesting to me... To hear you read these because when when we post this on social media, mm-hmm. I don't like to read them. I never go in and read. I them. try to not read them too much until after I've read you, it. Oh, fake. Yeah, <laughs> you do too. But, yeah, that's <laughs> but I don't like to read them at all because I don't like it to skew my own. Feelings. I usually read and see like what people are if they like if it's like no I like it or no I didn't like it. But I don't try to read what people think about certain like specific plot points. Is what I was um. Saying. We so when I when you read these to me now after we've you know read it and done our thoughts on it, it's interesting to me how much theirs coincide with our yeah. thoughts. Um, Sarah says I'm about halfway through, and all I have to say is this: erotic haircut. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I loved the haircut scene. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Aida says I really liked this book. Both the main characters grew so much through the book. Uh, Quan is such a good brother. Again, as in. 
the kiss quotient, the extended family plays such a big role in moving the story along. Yeah, I really like that about both of the books is that the family plays a big part in the romance. And I think, I think especially for like, I think we said the same thing about Kiss Quotient, too. Yeah. Um, Because I think, I think especially, you know, from an outsider looking in, um, family is very important to the immigrant experience because that's, yeah, that's the only slice of home that they have is their family. And, um, and I think culturally, I think for them, it's, it's a very important. Yeah. And, um, so I really like that about it, but also, yeah, like family is a big part in when you're close to your family, especially. Yeah. So if your mom helps you get your love life jump started, Ashley says, you should appreciate that. You shouldn't put her down for that. Ashley says, so I didn't love it as much as everyone else. I wanted to include this one because she was the one voice of of dissent. But even she doesn't have that much dissent. She says, I haven't read Kiss Quotient. Maybe that's part of it. That could be a huge part of it. I would think that that might be part of it. It's not like super connected. They're not super connected to each other. They're they're not. Because like I said, that little glimmer of Michael showing up, that's really all there is. And they're at their wedding. And they're at their wedding. But even that, they don't interact with yeah, know, them Michael very much. Yeah, um, but uh, I think like tonally and just like thematic wise, I don't know. And like we just said, the family theme is big in both of them. Yeah, and they're kind of they're definitely like soul sister books, you know. Just and I like, think more of it is that you're introduced to Kai in yeah in Kiss Quotient, mm-hmm. and you know it's Costella who is also. Spectrum, yeah. yeah, and um, I think that, and and you know, she that's how Michael related to her so well is because he had this cousin who also had autism, and yeah. so uh, anyway, I I think that fits in together more than yeah. Um, Ashley continues. It took me until uh, the halfway point to feel like I wasn't forcing myself to finish. Mm-hmm. By the end, I was glad I'd finished, but still feel there's a few loose ends that weren't finished. Overall, I'm glad I read it. I loved that both characters had to grow and compromise, not just one of them. Agreed. It felt like they were both choosing each other and their relationship. I also liked the different backgrounds of the hero and heroine. I haven't read an immigrant or autistic storyline so well written and appreciate how the author handled both. Um, Paige said, enjoyed this book very much. I like the way Helen Huang develops her characters, so you care about them from the beginning. Having a funeral as the beginning of a romance novel is unexpected, but worked really well for Kai's character development. I think because it took it full circle, you know, that, um, that that's where it began and kind of ended as well. Well, that's when he felt that he stopped feeling. And I think he did shut off his feelings in a way because it was easier than dealing with, you know, his cousin's death. Yeah. Jessica says, I really enjoyed this book and read it all in one sitting. This book was very sweet and heartfelt. I was expecting more steam a la the kiss quotient, but was not at all disappointed by the sweeter, softer side of Helen Huang. I thought Esme and Kai were well-developed characters and I rooted for both of them. The scenes that stuck out with me are that... Glorious sensual haircut and Kai's discussion with Quan and Michael about how to please a woman. <laughs> there are a couple things that bothered me. Uh, Kai's job success is never revealed to Esme, at least not that I can recall, and I thought the father plot was tied up rather quickly slash abruptly. But overall, I liked this book and am super excited for Quan's book. A um, lot of excitement for Quan's book, and I have to say I agree because... Um, he's a really fun character and it will be interesting because, you know, he's 
Kind of a playboy. Kind of a playboy. And it's, I bet she's going to pick someone interesting to kind of bring him. Tame him. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Um, and I really love, I think, here, let's see. I think somebody talks about it. Um, Marvy says, I love Kai. I love his struggle to get to know himself, trying to make things better for Esme. I love Esme. I love how she did everything in her power to improve herself. And even if it was out of necessity, how she didn't judge Kai for his eccentricities, even when they hurt her. What can I say about Quan? Only that I was expecting this would have been his book. I love him since I've loved him since the kiss quotient. And I hope Helen Huang finishes his book soon. I remember crying big fat tears when I read the author's note at the end. Um, Kristen says, I really liked it. Didn't love it as much as the kiss quotient, but I liked it a lot. There was a green card error that bugged the buggery out of me, but what can you do? I realize this wouldn't annoy most people. Can't wait for the next one. Kristen is from Australia, living in the States, so she's, I think she's (laughs) familiar with the green card process. Um, and then finally, Cynthia says, I really enjoyed the book. It was lovely and delightful, and I liked how it felt very real and funny and emotional. I loved how she was fearless, even if she herself never realized it, like riding the motorcycle or enrolling to get her GED. I was rooting for her the entire time, and I loved how clueless Kai was, and not because of his autism, but because he's a man, and they're often the most <laughs> clueless species on the planet. I think Helen Huang did a wonderful job, at de-stereotyping immigrants and people with autism. I love the kiss quotient, and now I can't wait for Quan's book. I think the thing with Quan, I think somebody pointed this out, but Quan's thing is going to be that he took on a lot of responsibility in this family. And I love that he was kind of, I love that he was there for Kai, right? And that he... Even ran home, or raced home from New York to help him. Yeah, and just that, you know... He picked up his slack, yeah. I feel like. And I thought that was really sweet. I would. Did you, are you done reading all those I am things? done reading all okay. those things. I would agree, and this was brought up a couple times, that there were some loose ends that weren't tied up. Because even after I was, we were done, I was telling Ellen, I said, I would have liked to know, did you buy a nicer house for, <laughs> for them to live in? And, and anyway, there were... But I think that she did that on purpose. Because mm-hmm. I don't think she wanted to have this whole little story tied up in a neat little bow like so many romance novels are. And we've mm-hmm. come so used to expecting every little loose end to be tied up. Um, you know, use your own imagination. Figure it out. Of course he, you know, of course I didn't all of them live in that dumpy little house, I'm assuming. <laughs> I think, um, and, you know, a lot of people brought up the father subplot. Um, it was tied up fairly quickly. As soon as someone mentioned Gleaves, though, I knew that that was going to be who her father well, was. He said, I did know a guy named Gleaves who went to Vietnam. And it's like, that's, he's well, going to be her father. Well, and her mother had mentioned something about, you know, he didn't like his name because it was a strange name. And I was like, yeah, that's going to be him. Um, but I think the whole, the father subplot, I think, was there to create dramatic tension because maybe she could get a green card through this way. But I love that. She didn't get a green card through any of those people. Like, she did it. She didn't get it by marrying Kai. Kai, because they never got married. Until. Yeah, she didn't get it through her father. Although maybe she could have, but um, you know, I think she might have gotten it through her father. Oh, well, she got a. I think it know. was through her student. She didn't get that because well, she couldn't she, work. Well, I don't know. We don't know how she got her green yeah. card. That's one of the loose ends that wasn't tied up. Yeah. But. She did get one, and she was able to stay. Um, 
but yeah, there were a lot of things that weren't uh, specifically explained. But I think at that point, she would have had to explain everything to death in order to yeah, tie everything Yeah, like the up. epilogue would have just been like, and this happened, and, and then this, this, and, and they this. had done this as well. Yeah, and I think it would have just seemed, okay, you know, like almost well, tedious. Well, maybe, maybe some of it will be in Quan's book. Yeah, maybe. You never know. Um, Mom, any other thoughts on this one? No, I just, I loved it. And, yeah. and I loved, I loved Kiss Quotient, but I loved this one too. Um Keep writing books, Helen. Yeah, this one, I, I, like I said, like the feels were strong with this one. Oh my one. gosh. Um, I, I really loved it. I thought she just did, you know, such a great job at just character developing the heck out of this yes, one. It was as, great. I mean, as pretty much everybody pointed out. Um, I just don't think I've read a book that does so well with the character development as this one in a long time. Um, so, those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on The Bride Test by Helen Wong. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, and our Instagram, which is Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at notyourmomsromancebookclub at gmail.com. So, if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On June 10th, we will be reading The Taming of the Duke by Eloisa James. Um, that book is number three in a series, so for those of you who worry about that sort of thing, like we do, you know, do. take note. Uh, remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love reading them. Okay. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. Bye. Bye.